Welcome to the official podcast of Trout Porn Nation, your source for the best in fly fishing trout media from around the globe. Now here are your hosts, Rob Griggs, Steve Segura, and Scott Long. Hello and welcome Trout Porn Nation to our podcast number six. You are still hanging with us and we are here to bring you what's happening on the Trout Porn World Leaderboard, Trout Porn, and everything fly fishing. And say goodnight to Willow. She's Willow going to is going to bed. Going night to night, bed. Willow. <laughs> night night. So we're here to talk about a few things, what's going on, and get you guys back up to speed of where we were at. So, we're going to start it off quick. We've got a special guest coming in this evening, so we'll bring that person in a little bit later. But as usual, we're going to go over our first thing, which is uh, any new gear or flies or anything you guys have been using that just have been knocking your socks off. So, uh, I know I have uh, picked up a pair of rising pliers that has a little tip on the end. Uh, to take the split shot off of my line without crimping it all up. Uh, I know a lot of people have problems with that. The rising makes a pair of pliers where it's got a point. You put that point right in the split shot's little part. The split, there you go. (laughs) Squeeze it, opens the split shot right up, and you can reuse that split shot. So I love that thing. I love it. So uh, I, need to, I need to look at that for, for anyone who doesn't have thumbnails. Yeah, I don't have thumbnails. <laughs> they get scratched off. Yeah, yeah, from scratching too much. And so, but what about you guys? You guys got any you gear might, reviews? You or? might want to get that itch looked at. I, I need to get it too. looked at so I can get some fingernails back. With the itch you can't so, scratch. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> what do you guys see? So I went and I bought. Uh, I went and bought the fish pond tippet headgate. Ooh, which is yeah. you know I, I, it might be aluminum but yeah. it's you know it's a it's a horizontal post you can put all your tippet on there and then you pull everything all your tippet off vertically nice. as opposed to like the traditional tippet ring right you know that That's hangs down and then you got to hold the bottom of your floatant and pull everything like this <laughs> <laughs> but yeah i mean you just grab it wheel off what you want it's got a little built-in like a little knuckle on the side that's a cutter so oh, you just wrap it around. In? Yeah, Seriously? it's built in. So you just wrap it around the top, pull it up, and it just cuts it. So you don't even have to pull out your nippers. Oh, nice. Dude, I didn't you know that. Pull, I mean, you can pull it off, wrap it, cut it all at once. See, I might have had to be getting new something because that's, that's pretty sweet. Yeah, what, you know Very what those nice. go for? Uh, I think they're twenty bucks. Dang, that's good. Yeah, Man, good value. Awesome. I mean, well made, well made. Huh. Nice. I, will it work? Because I, I would carry a 55-pound hip pack. Oh, yeah. Will it hang on that 50, hip pack? All right. I might and it'll only it add a half a pound without yeah. your tippet on there. <laughs> I guarantee. Nice. Guarantee. Well, the only new stuff I've used recently was uh, the flies that Steve tied up for the uh, for the charity auction. Yes. For the fundraiser. And let's see. I tried five of the different patterns, and uh, every single one of them caught fish. So if anybody gets an opportunity to get bugs from my man Steve here, jump on it, because uh, they're money. I've never seen bugs that small with that level. Of, I mean, the every wrap is just perfect. So thanks for those, and uh, yeah. Hey, my pleasure. Get after it. As long as somebody's catching fish on my flies, I'm happy. <laughs> they're pretty sweet, too. That box was cram-packed full oh, of man. flies. Nine dozen? Yes, yeah. please. That's what I'm talking about. That's what I'm talking about. Well, that's uh, that's awesome. And, uh, Steve, can I have some of those flies? That'd be great. Tell me when. All right. Well, let's just go fish, and I'll give you some of mine. I need some cockroach pattern, size 9, if you got any of those. That'd be great. Those only work in New Mexico. Oh, oh yeah. Oh, yeah. (laughs) Well, uh, we do have a couple upcoming trips, and um, I'm sure you've heard about it by now. We have the Big Pyramid trip that's coming up. And uh, we'll hear a little bit more about that later. I'm super excited. I know a bunch of guys from the World Leaderboard are heading down or either just already there and going to meet up with them. So that's going to be a blast. I cannot wait till next week. And uh, hopefully at least one of us catches a giant cut. That would be great. And I'm hoping that that one's me. Sorry, guys. But 
we'll, we'll see what happens. Only so, one person ties up with one. Let yeah, it be me. It, it just, let it be me. That's exactly <laughs> right. I, I have not put any time in it, so uh, I'm expecting to get a payoff very quickly. Well, that's yeah. the way it always is. <laughs> yeah. yeah, put zero research into it. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. Just no show research. Up. Just I, show up. Here's a big fish. I, I googled some pictures, and that that's about it. So <laughs> trying to see what bugs are hanging out of the mouth. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Nice. And then uh, I think we got a. A little special trip with us three, the podcast trip, that's still in the growing stages. Is that yeah. correct? Yeah. With my November schedule. Infant stages. Man. Every time we get a date that's going to work, it's something else fills it in. Uh, that's you stinks. guys been fishing at all? I went out last weekend. Uh-oh. And it was a shitstorm getting a fish landed. <laughs> <laughs> I think I might have seen a video. I've seen the video, too. Yeah, I went to, over to a little little secret creek everybody knows about. So, not-so-secret creek. That's all right. I and, know that uh, creek. <laughs> I mean, you know, it took a while to get them warmed up. They, they didn't want to do anything until the water was at least 20, 30 minutes in the sun. Mm. I mean, you know how it is in that canyon. Oh, yeah, I know so, how that is in that canyon. The secret canyon. The secret, secret canyon. Creek canyon. But, yes. uh, yeah, I mean, it was good. I mean, I went out. I was there on the water by 7.30. I was taking my waders off by 10.30. I had a 19, a 21, and I broke off two. Man, that's what I'm talking about. Well, stop using 7X and you'll get those fish to the net faster. I, that's... That, <laughs> That's all I use is 7X. I'm a pro. Oh, it's the I only see. line he can fit through those little hook eyes on the 26 <laughs> flies that he ties. Yeah, that's true. That is true. Size 26. That's just dirty. Well, where, you been anywhere, Scott? Yeah. Fine, absolutely. I'm sure you have. Uh, I actually managed to fish with uh, Brian Anacchione, another uh, porner, uh, after we, we went up to Decker's and uh, caught quite a few fish, had a good solid day, just kind of... Caught fish all throughout the day. Um, Brian loves dry fly fishing, so when he saw the first nose break the surface, he was switching over, and uh, he was glad he did because he probably caught a dozen fish on dries uh, up there at Decker's. It was a great day. So the blooming olives, always, as they always do, pop started popping off about 10, 30, 11 o'clock, and oh, yeah. it was game on, so we had a blast. Um but yeah, he came down for the uh, for the Minturn fundraiser auction uh, for our buddy uh, Chad Dunbar, the guide there. And uh, man, I tell you what, we had a great turnout from uh, the trout porn group. We had uh, Doug Smith was there, Brian Anacchione, yeah. uh, my main man Steve, and my other main man Rob here were both in attendance, and every one of us contributed. Uh, so it, it was fantastic. Uh, Cody Richardson. You, he's also a, uh, a, a world leaderboard member, and he donated two of his uh, trout uh, art pieces he, he does. If you haven't checked his stuff out, go to uh, Cody Richardson Creations. It's on uh, Facebook, and he makes these really, really cool uh, trout pieces that are uh, you know, shaped like a trout. He paints different different college colors on them. He paints different state colors on them. He does some with license plates. Um, and uh, he donated one to the Dunbar family and then a second one for auction, which, coincidentally enough, Brian Onakione ended up uh, being the winning bidder on that one. So, uh, And Steve donated uh, a, a fly box, which are the bugs I got to fish with because, hey, I was the high bidder on that one. So <laughs> that worked out nicely. And then quite uh, a few high bids. Oh, going man, I went a little ape on that Scott one. Scott was then, liberal. <laughs> With yeah. the money that night. Yeah. And then uh, and then Rob Rob posted up some big numbers on a uh, on a, a Yeti. Yeti. What is that? The grasshopper, the hopper? No, it's a hopper, the yeah. Hopper. It's a soft side, thirty. Nice. It's right. pretty sweet. I got to use so, it on Tuesday. Yeah, it was just an amazing night. There were tons of people. Uh, Doug Smith is uh, friends with one of the executive level folks over at the Avalanche uh, and, and was able to get some tickets to a, a future Avs game as well as a hockey stick that was signed by the uh, the goalie and, and was used in a game. So that was nice. really cool. That that fetched a, a handsome sum. And uh, all told, we were able to raise over 6500 bucks yeah. in that one night nice. for that family. So uh, thanks to everybody, and, and it was just an amazing night. So anyway, that was uh, my gone fishing story. Sorry to make it so long, but hey. <laughs> that's all right. I like it when... And those uh, guys over at Minturn Anglers, man, they stepped up and... 
and just did a great job with that event. Um, and just one quick plug for them too. Uh, they they do a uh, uh, they're doing fly tying nights every other Thursday down there at the fly shop. So you want to get into fly tying? It's uh, it's a four hour deal. It's from four to eight. Show up whenever you want. They do kind of have some sort of loose. Uh, ideas as far as you know whether it's a streamer night or or whatever but if you've got a particular pattern you need help with or whatever just just let them know and uh and they're more than happy to hook you up so four to eight every other thursday check check with them on uh, on which dates and uh yeah thanks to those guys i have to go down there and learn a pattern or two i like all those guys man they they definitely care for each other and they know what's crapping down there so that's a good thing hell yeah yes uh, what I like about our little trio podcast is that we just don't talk about fishing. All three of us fish, and I think that's pretty awesome. Instead of just fishing, you know, once every month, we actually are, are hitting it every week, and we actually know what's going on. So I'm digging that. I'm digging that. So, but anyway, I did actually get a chance. Uh, I did a couple guide trips last week, and uh, I did fish on Friday, Deckers again, like Scott was saying, and uh, I actually fished today in Deckers and uh, had a great day. BWOs have been the ticket, and so uh, this was fun. Had a good day. Yeah, it was a great day for everyone but the ducks. Exactly. The ducks got <laughs> laid down. They, uh, they got, they got a little were, hammer. Were, yeah. were, were things popping off? Yeah. BWOs were popping off. Duck heads popping off. <laughs> yeah. I twisted that up, and that duck head flipped right off. I thought that was awesome, but oh, well. <laughs> it was cool. Oh, poor so, duckies. Yes. So it's getting that time of year again for the ducks, so. Anyway, but uh, other than that, um, I've just been hanging out and just doing the thing. So anyway, uh, but we have some catching up we need to do on some of the uh, contests. Steve, do you want to talk about Uh that? Yeah, October was a big month for contests. We had had the Posse contest. We had the Triple Crown contest and the uh, Trout Porn, the... uh, the one-day uh, Halloween costume contest. So I'm going to kick things off with the posse contest. Uh-oh. Because, good, it feels good to be on a winning team. <laughs> Honest <laughs> to goodness, ass-kicking winning team. That's me too. So uh, <laughs> Chaz, uh, we had three posses. We had Chaz heading up one, Alice heading up one, and Thomas heading up the third. Manchild. Manchild. And... Uh, what it was is how many how many members did we have per team? Eleven or ten? I think ten. Ten plus, plus the double agent. Ten plus the yeah. double weapon, agent plus the... doubles. But uh, yeah, so Chaz Posse ended up posting three hundred and twenty four inches of trout for the month of October. Nice. So let's get that straight real quick. That's one fish per, per person. angler. Yes, not as many fish as you want. Right, one fish per angler. That's awesome. Yeah. That is a huge number. Yeah, I mean, 324, is, it's a, that's a lot. And then uh, Al- Alice Posse, who came in second place. Yeah, you know, not a distant second place, but it is the first loser. So yeah. <laughs> 303 inches for Alice Posse, which was led off by a goddamn impressive brown trout at 30 inches. Holy cow. Yeah, that thing was massive. It was awesome, actually. Yeah. Like, yeah, I pray to get into a fish like that. And then we had Manchild bringing up the rear. Uh, two hundred tick balls, tick balls, tick balls. Oh my god! <laughs> <laughs> bringing up the rear with his tick balls at two hundred and sixty-five inches. He's that's pretty good, Thomas. So I'm, damn, I'm that's good. I mean, it's 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 good that everybody got out. Everybody put up numbers. Yeah, and. and any one of those scores is, is respectable. Yeah. I mean, they're not all 324s, but they're all respectable. Exactly. Yes. Well, Chaz, I just want to know when I get my 100 bucks for yeah. my fish. It seems you paid everybody else but me. So <laughs> would you mind getting that check in the mail? I'd appreciate that. And so, yeah. Well, the other trout porn contest we had going on was the Triple Crown. And uh, that consists of a brown trout rainbow trout a cutthroat or a brook trout and so you uh just basically post three fish and uh get as many inches as you can and i am terrible at 
names and last names. So oh, this will be good. This is going to be fun. Yes. So oh, yeah. first place came to Neil Kretschy. I know I just sliced up your last name. I'm sorry, Neil. I'm sorry. From Colorado, he had 69, dude, inches, <laughs> which is pretty awesome for three fish. Yeah. He but, might be, it might be pronounced by the Australian animal guy, Steve Irwin, whatever. Crikey. 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 Sorry, Neil. Have a I'm look sorry. at that one. Crikey. Neil's crikey. <laughs> and then we had, and he was from Colorado. And then we had. Colorado for the win. Again. Mm-hmm. We had Jared. Stay skill. I'm so sorry, Jared. I'm sorry. I'm just slicing people's names up, man. And he came. He's from Pennsylvania, and he uh, posted up 68 inches. So one inch between you two. Wow, that's unbelievable. And then we had the third oh, third place, which once again I think this is a setup. Geisy Gonzalez. Jeezy Gonzalez. I am so sorry, man. I am really sorry. I am just. Tearing it up. So, anyway, uh, he's from Utah, and he came in at 68 inches. And then we had a girl in the mix, uh, Heather Hodson. Thank you for having a normal name. I'm sorry, the rest of you guys. <laughs> She's from Washington, and she posted up 67 inches. So, uh, three fish. You guys were all yeah. right in the money. That oh, is man. so awesome. I mean, first place, your fourth place, two inch difference. Two inch difference. difference. That, I mean, amazing. that's laying it down. That's laying it down. So, congratulations to you guys. Uh, I hope that one day I can actually make it in that triple crown, but I can't yeah. seem to man. get out of the the forty inch range. So, anyway, <laughs> but congratulations, guys. Yeah, awesome. Uh, yeah, the last uh, contest we had was the the trout porn Halloween. Uh, costume contest, which was a lot of fun to see some of those pictures, but uh, I don't think there was any question at any time who no. was going to be the winner of that one uh, with Clary's uh, brown trout costume that she made for her son. That was the cutest thing I've ever seen, and probably one of the largest brown trout that I've ever seen. I think it <laughs> measured in at about 36 inches. I think so. there might have been one bigger in New Zealand a couple years ago, but yeah. Eh, yeah. if <laughs> perhaps. But not nearly as cute. Yeah, exactly. You know, uh, a little more kipe on the jaw would have been good, though. You know, maybe a little better underbite. I don't know. But that was awesome. So congratulations, Clary. Well done. She obviously uh, puts a lot of time into uh, crafty sorts of things and uh, and being a mom. And it looks like the Grubs is just know how to have fun as a family. And that's good to see. It's so awesome. I love it. Clary Grubsy and Grubby Hubby. I thought it was Clarice. And, and little Grubsy. <laughs> Is it not Clarice? It could be Clarice. Ah, the Grubs is. Oh. Gotta love them. Yes. And uh, that leads us to our uh, question and answer session, speaking of Clary. Wait just one second, Scott. Yeah. First of all, I gotta say, every time I post that up and you guys come up with questions, all I do is laugh because some of the stuff you guys ask... Ooh. Is hilarious. Go ahead. Sorry, Scott. No, you're good, man. Dude, I read through those sometimes. I'm like, really? We're going to do this? <laughs> I just start <laughs> laughing some of the questions you guys got. So uh, awesome. Keep it Especially coming. when you see what see Brian Hansen start posting questions. I'm like, oh, I know oh, this yeah. is going to yeah. be fun. <laughs> yeah. Dry or wet. <laughs> yeah. I'm like, oh, my gosh. Yes. Oh, good stuff. But, uh, yeah, so Clary actually had one of the first questions that we selected. Um, and her question was, what is your bucket list trip? Bucket list trip. Hmm. You've been doing a few bucket list yes, trips. Yes, I have. Really. I have uh, You've got a, you got any more in that bucket? I, you know what? I, I do have one uh, that I really, really want to do. And um, I'm thinking about doing it in December, the first week. So I'm, I'm hoping I can make the stars align and get it locked up. I really want to catch a giant bull redfish and uh, mm. i'm in the works right now of getting that set up for next month so we'll see what happens so far that's my dream trip right there, there i would love to go to louisiana and crush on a 30 40 pound big red that would be so fun on the have fly. you talked to uh, brian oh we have been yeah. all on <laughs> you each saw other the picture yes. Yeah, no? oh, yes yes, yes. Nice. So. how about you steve um honestly i'm gonna I'm gonna go to Mongolia, man. Ooh, timing, I'm gonna, timing, I'm gonna huh? go for timing. Yeah. Ooh. I mean, if I've if I've got one trip for the, you know, I mean, I'm I'm gone in four days. I'm in Mongolia for four days. Man, that's holy that's pretty smokes. Sweet. I honestly don't know if you can beat those big monstrous fish on the fly Dude, uh, with a big are, mouse. Yeah, just nasty. 
It's I awesome. mean, the world record on a fly rod over there is like 58 or something. Jeez. They just posted it. <laughs> Jeez. Well, there's a guy I thought maybe that was on here that does guy trips up in Russia or something. Oh. Or Mongolia. Oh, oh, yeah, Russia. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah, yeah, well, yeah. That was mine. Uh, yeah, Jordan does. Yeah. So, yeah, Pretty since sweet. Steve stole mine, uh, oh, the, other, the other bucket list for mine is uh, not necessarily a fish, but a destination is uh, the Kamchatka mm, area. Kamchatka. Oh, yeah. Seeing some of the stuff that they do over there, just uh, amazing. And, and so much of that is just untouched. Oh, yeah. yeah. I mean, it's, it's kind of like some of the places you can't get into in, in Alaska and some of the remote Yukon stuff. Kamchatka, man, you just yeah. well, I mean, talk about no pressure. Yeah. That's like you watched that uh, Eastern Rises flip. Yes. Holy Dude. shit. There it is. <laughs> Cranking on fish, man. I love it. I love it. Nice. Uh, Great question, Clary. Good job, Clarice. I, uh, I like that question. Yeah, that was a good one. All right, so next is going to come from Daniel. And um, he's asking, wintertime tactics. What flies, where were the fish be holding in their locations? And uh, I guess he's asking if ice-off is better or before ice-off. I'm not really for sure exactly. So I think we might be talking about ice on the guides. Oh, yeah. oh getting, getting the ice, getting ice off. off. Yeah. Well, everybody knows how to do that. You just pee on it. Right. That's all I do. That's what I do. So, yeah, I just pee on it, and, and uh, it makes it work. Or I put chapstick on it. That's why I fish with Rob in the wintertime, because I'll just lay my rod in front of him, and he tees, and I just pull it across, and yeah, it works. Works great. And then I put chapstick on it. Yeah. Yeah. So. Unless, you, unless you get the dribbles, then it doesn't work so great. <laughs> so I think uh, for wintertime fishing, um, I'm more of a sight fisherman, so in the winter I'm looking for the fish. If I can see the fish and it's actively eating, that's the fish I'm going to target. That's just me, but uh, I fish a lot of tailwaters. Uh, I think that uh, just keeping the flies on the bottom, looking for those deeper runs, looking for uh, places where the fish can hold and not get too too up to the top so they're not getting cold, I guess. Or in the middle of the day, I'm looking for sunny spots where the fish will kind of move up and kind of get warm so they're... Uh, ready for that cold night. Uh, that's, that's what I think anyway, yeah. my two cents. Seems like i got to use smaller flies, you know, but that's all right. I don't mind. Yeah, I was going to say, what do you what do you typically throw? I'm a, I'm a big midge guy in the wintertime. Yeah, time. me too. Midges, midges, a lot of midges, a lot of pheasant tails. Um, not wor- I don't really throw worms in winter. I throw a worm every once in a while if the, if the water if clear warm. gets bumped up or uh, if it's not very clean looking water or a lot of runoff from the snow comes in i'll dump on a worm uh i usually use a crane fly as an attractor and then small midge or midge pupa something like that not a pupa but a uh midge merger yep. yep and uh just you know that's the kind of stuff i'm looking at but yeah winter time for me is when i step my uh bwos down to size 24 yes <laughs> that's when you bring the little dogs but they still hatch it's amazing to me how uh those fish will hatch. I mean, I'm sorry. Those uh, BWOs will pop. They even, will even on the coldest of days, especially yeah, if will. that sun comes out, the water warms up a little bit. Boom! Those yep. BWOs will just be swarming you. Um, so that's uh, and and as far as where fish hold, you know, I don't think it changes a whole lot, other than they are looking for some heat a little bit more, and they're a little more lethargic. So you won't see them moving. At least my observation is. You don't see them moving into the faster water to feed. They'll yeah. kind of really just hold. And so spotting feeding fish becomes a little more challenging. Uh, this time of year, you can just see them. You see them come up to eat. Yep. You see them move laterally to eat. You see their mouths open. Uh, and when you're talking about a, a wintertime fish, when those water temps are really cold, you're just looking for the whites of the mouth. That's all. That ping pong ball. Yeah. That's what I look for. Or softball. <clears throat> yeah, yeah. I'm so, you know, ball. and you got to put it right on their nose. That's the thing. And like Rob said, sight fishing. You can't just sit there and kind of work the water like you normally do. You you pretty much target fish that you see. Yeah. Um, you can fish some of the deeper runs that you don't see fish in, yeah. and you'll pick some up. And But, man, get the weight on and get those bugs down. Yeah, definitely a lot, of, a lot less blind casting in the winter as opposed to summer. 
Yes. Yeah, and again, it, it just depends on water clarity, of course, as well. But I'll tell you, when they uh, when they bump flows up, or if there's any sort of hot, war- hot, I should say, warmer days where you get some snow melt and some off color, yep. they'll eat bugs, they'll eat oh, yeah. worms, they'll yeah. eat scuds, they'll eat, and that I'll throw orange scuds that time as well. So that's good. That's good. I like I like wintertime fishing, um, but I do miss the wet waiting. <laughs> I miss the wet you don't wait. wet wade in the winter? No. Come on. What's that? <laughs> yep. <laughs> so next question we've got is uh, coming from Nathan. Nathan. How do you keep your feet warm in the winter, and do you have a specific order that you like to layer? Oh, man. So my rule number one, if I'm fishing multiple days, is do not leave my boots in the car because they will freeze, and then you will have cold feet all day. Or your waders. No matter what. Yeah, or waders. Yeah, good call. Yeah. Good call. <laughs> and so uh, that's uh, that's my rule number one, is not have them wet, uh, wet and frozen in the back of the car. That's right. Yes. But I wear liners, just like a thin sock, and then uh, a heavy-duty, you know, wading sock. That's all I wear. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I uh, I fish a lot in the winter time. I probably fish most in the winter time, um, and my, the the key to me for keeping my feet warm, keeping my hands warm, I don't wear gloves a lot. Um, but if you keep your core warm, then your hands stay warmer, your feet stay warmer, and you know if you layer up too much with the socks, it'll actually cut off the blood flow in your feet and make them colder. So. Uh, I, I usually just try to focus on keeping the core warm with layers, both your, your core and your legs. So I'll do multiple layers, but I do like a breathable sock and then uh, a pair of breathable like long underwear. And then over that, I'll do a, a thicker pair of thermal long underwear and a wool sock. So I only do two socks and only one of them is a, a wool sock layer. And then, uh, you know, you just keep the keep the core warm have have a, a layer of, of breathable nice like spandex material against you or uh you know the the bamboo or something like that and then layer up with down and whatever you need to do but man i'll tell you when the sun pops up around here it warms up in the afternoons yep so it's you gotta you know i you should have a little pack with you if you're getting away from the car because the last thing you want to do is sweat if you sweat then you're going to be in trouble when the sun goes away and you're going to get really cold. So take those layers off. As soon as you start to feel you're getting a little warm, shed layers. Yeah, you can always, always, always take it off. And the hardest thing about layers is uh, taking a piss. You know, trying to get that little guy who's suffering from shrinkage through all four layers that you have on with the waders down. And I'll tell you what, you got to be careful because if those cold fingers touch flesh he's going in he's going to disappear and and you're done before you even get started so then you end up pissing in your waders and it's just it's no good i wish you guys could have just seen that like scott's practicing right here (laughs) (laughs) talking with my hands yes he's uh he's definitely uh showing us how to do it here but thank you for not being totally in there yeah i didn't pull my pants down all right so the last well no the second to last sorry question we got is from william William asks, do you guys think becoming a pro staff slash guide slash professional takes away from your personal satisfaction of fishing? Hmm. So Scott's done some guiding. Uh, I've done some guiding. (laughs) And uh, I will have to say it's a whole different animal when you're taking somebody fishing. Um, You are not on point, but you're on point to to make the day about that person not about what you want to do but in managing that client's expectations what they're looking for so when i'm guiding it's a totally different thing for when i'm fishing um i'm trying to make somebody else have a great time where when i'm fishing i'm out just having a good time with my buddies so i think that it's just two different things to try to compare that's that's my two cents, but well, I one, love it. One it's observation fun. that I have, I mean, I don't, I'm not a guide, and I'm not. You've done your fair share. I've though. done a little bit of helping out here and there, but I, I'm not in the fly fishing industry like oh, a lot you. of people are. Uh, and one thing I've noticed, and I'll say about you, is that 
you still have a passion for the fishing. But I know a lot of dudes that are in the industry that I'm like, hey, yeah, man, you've been fishing? And they're like, dude, I haven't fished in like six months. I guide all the time. I'm working the shows, and I'm doing this, and I'm tying. and I'm yeah. yeah, and they're just like the last thing they ever do is fish. And I just think to myself, I never want to get to that point. So for you, I've seen that hasn't it's, happened. You no. still, you're all about fishing. When you get time off, you, you want to fish and, and do your thing. So. Well, you know, that's cool. I like to know the waters that I'm guiding on. So the only way to really get to know those waters is to get to fish it. So um, that's the, that's my main yeah. thing is I want to be good at my job. And if that means I got to go fishing on my days off, I don't mind it at all. Right. <laughs> so, but, but I think, you know, his question was kind of along the lines of, you know, does getting into the industry sort of spoil it because then you just don't want to fish anymore? Well, it's like it's like eating at a steakhouse, you know, and the last thing you want is to have some ribeye for dinner, you know? <laughs> well, you do get to see behind that curtain, and sometimes that's what turns a lot of guys away is when you get to see that stuff that goes on. But, you know, I mean, you got to have a passion for it. The day that you feel that you don't have a passion for it is the day you need to start looking for another job. And on that same note, it is a job. I mean, I, I get tired of it sometimes with clients because you always have to be, quote, on with them, and, uh, which, yeah. is, which is fun. You just want to make sure they're having a good time. That's what I base my everything, managing their expectations, giving them what they want, and being there for them at all costs, at working, tying knots, looking for fish, the whole nine yards. So it's a, I think it's two different, two different animals, but I love both of them, so I don't care. Yeah. So let me pose this question as somebody that's a client more than a guide. All right. Do you, would you have more fun, or I guess, let me see how I phrase this. Would you rather take out somebody who's going to catch their first fish of the day with you all day, or take out a seasoned guy so you don't, that you wouldn't have to babysit, babysit and, and just, just Hawkeye over all day. So when I got guys that say, uh, you know what, I know what I'm doing. Um, I'm just here. I know how to fish. Uh, <laughs> I am like, guides day off. That's a red flag. No. <laughs> if, it's, if it's, we get on the water and they're, they know what's up, it's guide days off. That's when I tell these guys, hey, man, you guys know how to fish. It's time to chase after some big, big fish. Let's get some fish in the net. New guys, I'm working on uh, just getting their drifts right, roll casts, and and just getting them on a fish. And I'm excited whether it's a 4-inch fish or a 20-inch fish. So it doesn't matter to me. But I will take, I will have to say, man, that's tough because I love being there for their first fish. I'm, I'm like, you know, they're they're like a virgin, and I get to put them on their, <laughs> their first fish. But I love guys that know how to fish and just get after it. And I'm basically the net boy. That's all that it comes down to, the dudes that know how to fish. So... Uh, I I think I'll take the the new guys. I'll take the new guys. I like showing new people how to fish. I love that, dude. It's so that's fun. my that's my favorite part. They're of so fly fun. Fishing. I love it. And so, all right, we got one more question, and uh, we're gonna get to some stuff that we've been waiting for. So, um, so this last question is I don't know who this is from, but it says, "Why do we use a measuring tape and control items?" No need, no tape needed in November to give the fish a rest. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't tape any fish unless I'm in a yeah. contest or something. Yeah. So, and I, I think that's really pertaining to to the group and you know all these contests we have. Oh. We, we really don't want everybody to think that hey, you know these guys are just straight up inch horse. Oh, and that's yeah. all they're worried about. Not me. No. I, I don't know. put a tape on anything. It, it does come up. You know, like the big October contests. Yeah. And, yeah. You know, every now and then. Yeah. But it's, you know, it, and on, you know, the, the, the tape, you know, uh, uh, you know, a flat tape, a hard tape, a cloth tape, hands the down PVC the hardest pipe. shit to use. Yeah. Yeah. You know, like, like, uh, Chaz always does get a measure net, scoop it up, take your picture, you're done. Right. Yeah. That's, that's pretty sweet. Uh, the one thing dirt napping everything. I will say the yeah. one thing about a measuring tape, and this is my rule of thumb: once you put a measuring tape on that fish, that fish can no longer get any bigger. Yeah. So if you put it on there and it's an 18 inch fish, 
it ain't going to get any bigger. If you That's don't put true. the tape on it, by the time lunch comes, it's a 19-inch fish. And by the time you're talking to your buddies at the end of the day, 22. it's a 22-inch fish. Oh, by day. the time you post it on Facebook, it's 24. Yeah, it's 24. So put the tape on it, it ain't getting any bigger. <laughs> yeah. so. Have you ever put a fish on a grill and then taped it? <laughs> on yeah, a cooking well, grill? You know, it actually, that makes it easier, especially if you sear it first oh, okay. at least on one side okay then you know it's not going to move and you can get a nice good measurement you can lock the tape measure in uh, so you can release that hand to actually take the picture yeah so yeah i mean doing it on the grill is okay. uh, you, you, you know it's me. not a bad practice i thought it was something real <laughs> i was like wait what uh, it's what? it's what? a little bit real yeah it's, the, it's, what, the it's, one the uh, one it's a about. relevant uh, topic that somebody <laughs> it's valid may or may not have posted but yeah, the one the one thing I kind of have a challenge with with the measuring is when you see the fish laying in the rocks. Yeah, I hate that man with the tape measure. I mean, it's just as easy to put that fish in the net in some shallower water and and get the tape measure out that way. Um, you know, a lot of those the nomad nets and stuff have measurement increments on the net, so you yeah. get the fish's nose on one end of the basket, lay the tail out, and you're done. So, yeah, get, getting a tape for, for guys like me who don't have any friends to fish with, what? trying to get a measurement myself is, is pretty unreal. tough. <laughs> Hard. Well, yeah. real quick, since you brought it up, I am no longer counting two points for your state nomad net. Son of a bitch. Yes. I am not doing it anymore. I don't have one of those nets, so I can't do it. Except so. for California. I literally just we'll got count points for any California you, nomad to make net. a New Mexico one. Really? No. Oh, it's got a burrito on it though. Oh. <laughs> for New Mexico, that's <laughs> awesome. Steve's gonna make his own. That's awesome. It's got a sticker of a that's taco. Awesome. <laughs> wow, that could go south really quick, right? Oh there. yeah, but yeah, the chili verde net. <laughs> there you go. That's awesome. Jeez. So, so this. Well, uh, what uh, that brings up, you know, we're talking about WLB happenings, and we've got some, uh, we got a couple events going on this this month of November. Mm-hmm. So we have got the the Ironman event, yes, going on, which is total inches of. Total inches Fish of trout that are over, over yeah, 20, 20 inches. inches. Yeah, over. total. Yeah. So, last year, say it again, won by Cheris in Utah. Put the she, hammer down. She, she locks did, it down, so, She locks it down. Y'all got some you know, some hills to climb. She got to mm-hmm. defend the title. Uh, the hunting WLB is going on still. So, if you're hunting, post your pictures. If you're out there shooting anything, post your pictures. Or participation points. Or participation. Get out there. Yeah, check on that too. Look at the events page if you're not sure because the hunting points are a little bit different than the how the fishing points yeah. are. Yeah. Yep. We've got two fly swaps that uh, the deadlines are November 30th. We've got the winter nymph fly swap as well as the steelhead fly swap. Dude. So I yeah. think the winter nymph is just about filled up. They might be taking a few more, and I'm not sure on the steelhead because last time I checked. I don't have steelhead in Colorado. Yeah. We have Colorado steel, but that's a whole different ball Different game. animal right there, baby. Yes. Yeah. yeah. Who, who they need to talk to? Thomas? Is that who's mm-hmm. heading it up? Yeah. yeah. Okay. Thomas he's actually doing both up. of them. Oh, he is? He's okay. Got, he's got yeah. both of them. Good job, Thomas. Good job. Are you guys in either one of those? Uh, I, mean, I am not. I'm in the winter nymph. Yeah. You guys are getting jig hook Frenchies. Ooh. Nice. Yeah, uh, I think I'm going to do a, uh, a BWO emerger, but not the... Not my typical pattern. I'm going to do a thring sting. Oh. Yeah. I like it. Yeah. Yeah, The only fly I can tie is a pegged bead, so that's probably what you'll get. All right. And we also have the weekly, well, I shouldn't say weekly, but podcast uh, photo winner. And once again, I'm the guy that's going to slice up your name, Cameron Ardalon. Art Allen? That's probably close. Yeah, so I am sorry, Cameron. Uh, you Colorado boy. Yes. I know I'm sorry. I just am a name slicer. Sorry about that. <laughs> if he's yes. a Star Wars fan, he's, he's happy to be known as Cameron Alderon. Yeah, yeah Cameron Alderon. So, Cameron, congratulations, and Chaz will get your stuff sent out to you. 
I think it's a $500 gift card. I'm not for sure. I'm just kidding. For Victoria's Secret. Ooh, yeah. Oh. Yes. Hello. So, yeah, I'm just kidding. And so. then uh, here at the end of December, people, mark your calendars. Festivus. Oh, yes. Get your grievances ready to air. I'm unsure about the feats of strength, but I would like to see that happen. Uh-huh. Yes, December that would be, 23rd. That get would your, be nice. Get your grievances ready. Best yes. of us for the rest of us. That's it. So, uh, And then we got the main event. The uh, main the event. The main event. And that's the pyramid trip that I was talking about. And uh, we are definitely looking for that trip. The weather looks like it's going to cooperate and be crappy. So I've heard that that's the best thing to have is the weather is crappy. But... I don't know much about it, but what we can do is we can actually call somebody who might know. What do you guys think? I think we might be able to do All that. All right. Let's call. Let's call up said person. Let's call him up. See what's Hopefully happening. Hopefully it doesn't just go to voicemail. We've been shunned before. Yes. And it's going to go to voicemail. It is. It is going to go to voicemail. Well, howdy, kids. Hey, you answered. Is this what Whitney? Was I <laughs> is this the wrong number? Sorry. It could be. It could be. I'm not entirely sure. What's the call regarding? <laughs> uh, uh, you're behind on some payments. Yes. We're calling to collect. We want to know oh. about Pyramid. What's the dealio? What do we need to know? Uh, what do we need to bring? So in case anybody hasn't figured this out, uh, we're, we're talking to the, the main organizer for the uh, Pyramid event, uh, Whitney Inman. How are you tonight, Whitney? Hey, that's me, and I'm well. How are you guys? Oh, we're doing great. We're drinking beer. Fabulous. Not, We've um, got Jose Luis here as well. Oh, you made it home. Good. Hi, Jose. Get your Hello, gentlemen and Bob. <laughs> <laughs> so, Whitney, what do we expect? What do we need to do? We need to know the lowdown. Okay. Lowdown is you can expect some super cold weather, so please, 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 dress warm, bring layers, be warm. Um, next, you can expect we should have a pretty good fish bite. We're going to go out on Sunday, give it a test run, check out a few locations, see how they're producing. So we've got a good report to head back with and uh, share with everybody heading out this next week. Um, it's looking pretty good. We had a pretty good system roll through. Temps are dropping, so it should help cool the water temps down. Um, hopefully, if we get a little overcast condition, a little a little texture on the water, we should see some fish in fairly close within casting distance. And um, let's throw some fish, guys. I uh, I can actually cast. Uh, well into my backing by 50 foot. Is that far enough? So fly line and then 50 foot of backing. You know, it's not casting without your backing. Ah, yeah. That's what I'm talking about. <laughs> I do like that. So, uh, no, you, you know what? Um, if you can cast 30, 40 feet, you ought to be just fine. Um, you don't have to be an expert caster by any means. Uh, there's a lot of times, and we even saw it last weekend, it was a bluebird day, we had some fish cruising right that drop off, you know, a rod's length away. It's oh, wow. not uncommon to see some cruisers coming right in along the drop-off and watch them just looking for bait fish, looking for bugs. Um, one thing you can expect out there is that dry flies aren't really a go-to pattern by any means. Okay. Really everything said so, nymph patterns of all kinds and in big sizes um, and, and streamers that look like bait fish that are in there, which are basically Sacramento perch, tui chubs, kiwi, which is the, the indigenous squawfish out there. Um, we have seen some common carp. Um, I saw a picture today on the Crosby Lodge page that indicated a striper out there, but that really kind of surprises me. Um, anyhow, but you know, again, small bait fish patterns, streamers are going to be phenomenal out there. Um, anything subsurface really is going to be 
pretty go-to. But again, they need to be bigger sizes. Sizes, probably midge-wise, you don't want to be bigger than a six. Um, a 10 might be the smallest you want to go. You want to use some pretty heavy tippet. Uh, I would suggest, what do you think, Dave? Nothing less than? Nothing less than 12, guaranteed. 12 pound test. Yeah. Really? So, yeah. so that's like, yeah. what, 5X? 4X? It's seven X, maybe maybe eight. Seven, ten X, perfect. It's really, really wow. good. Make sure you your size twenty eight truth. Oh my God, they're dynamite. That's <laughs> <laughs> awesome. So, so drop, yeah, you can drop that off of your three aught sex dungeon. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, just trail it. So let me let me pose so, yeah, a question, uh, Whitney, if you don't mind. As I'm a, sorry, say that again? I said I'm going to pose a question as a non-pyramid fisher that okay. doesn't know anything about it. What, okay. what is the deal with the flies out there? Because I've seen midges that are monstrous and weird colors. I've seen green beetles. I've seen purple beetles. I've seen, I mean, they look more like tarpon flies than anything I would use for still waters. So what's, how, you know, how did, how did those patterns kind of come about and become go-tos, Truthful. I guess is maybe what I'm saying. Personally, I'm not entirely sure as to why they came about and why these fish like bugs that look like nothing in nature. It's it's a bizarre phenomena, but, like, they really do like things they've never seen before that are just totally abnormal. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. I, you're to get a whole bunch of fly boxes from local people who fish there, every box is totally different. There's a few guilty patterns, the beetles, the midges, uh, you know, the leech patterns and whatnot, but I mean, guarantee you get five people who really fish it, and they're all different. It's a trip. These guys aren't set on a certain big pattern fish. They're not set on really not much, you know. You can't say there's not a best pattern that you would fit really. It's whatever you bring, it's going to work. Guaranteed stupid, easy fishing. So, really, so Rob again, might be able to use his pegged bead? <laughs> he might. He might. Yeah, with a dropper. Oh, I'll put that on there. Well, I mean, you know, it's, it's yeah. just like going out to, uh, going out here to Spinny, you know, pegged egg and oh, yeah. coronamids yeah. 18 feet deep. That'd be fun, too. I'm looking forward to it. I can't wait. I've never fished off of a ladder before, so that's going to be pretty sweet. The ladder technique is interesting, and it takes uh, probably a day to sort of get acclimated to it, not feel like you're going to wobble off of it and kind of look at the water and go, oh, it's moving, and you're really not and feel like you're going to tumble off your ladder. It's um, Your depth perception gets kind of screwed with out there, but if you just trust your feet in the, in the solid foundation under your feet, You'll be all right. Yeah, some of the reasons for the ladder, during the winter months, it gets super cold. Of course, the water gets super cold. And some of those hot areas that fish pretty damn well, they have a shallow a shallow beach. So you'd probably walk out maybe 15 to 20 yards into the water and super shallow until the immediate drop-off comes about. So just imagine yourself in the wintertime, it's cold-ass water. Would you really want to be in it? Probably not. So keep on the path that you use real quick. But now, the ladder has become way more popular and a lot more comfortable as well. And that's, cool. that's really cool. I can't wait. I, th- I think that's going to be the highlight, fishing off a ladder. That's really cool. It's totally a trip, and, and we're really excited to have you out, Rob. Yeah, it's totally wait. different. It's pretty something to try at least once. Man, I, well, I'm yeah. hoping to tag at least one big one. That'd be so awesome. It'd be great. No, that's what – if we can at least – spend some time and help everybody get into some fish. Um, you know, there, there's so many beaches, and not every beach is structured the same. Some have a drop-off right at your feet. You don't need a ladder. Some you do. Um, but that's the beauty of it is, is that there's so many miles of beach. We can all kind of spread out, try out different areas. We're all targeting the same fish, but, you know, let's Again, explore a little bit, and we can show people the lake and 
check out all these different areas, and each one's a little unique, but but similarly, it's uh, you know they they're going to have drop offs, and that's really the, the place to key in is the drop offs. Again, that's where the fish cruise and. Nice. Well, I'm looking cool. forward to it. It's so, well, thank you guys for putting this trip together, Whitney and Jose. Uh, it's going to be a blast whether nobody catches a fish or not. So I can't wait. Yeah, definitely looking, yeah. looking forward to seeing the that pictures. That was basically the whole goal of the trip was just to have something fun to do. It's, you know, there's no contest, no issue, no pressure. Let's just go out, tear it up, have a good time, reel some fish, have a good party, tell lies. That's what we do. Good. That's <laughs> Well, well we, we'll let you guys get off of the, the phone, and um, thank you so much, and I can't wait to meet you guys next week. Yeah, we appreciate it. Likewise. Likewise, and, and looking forward to really meeting all of you. At some point down the road, really looking forward to meeting all of you. Good. Likewise. I'll have lies about them. Don't worry. Yeah. Yeah. Perfect. All right. Thanks so much, guys. We'll see you later. Thanks, Whitney. Thanks, Jose. All right. All right. See you, guys. Have a good night, guys. All right. Thanks. <laughs> There you go. The info oh, straight right. from the probably two of the people that fish it the most. Yes. Yeah. yeah, I think Jose did some guiding down there too, so uh, it's going to be a blast. I can't wait. It's going to be fun. Bring your tape measure. I'm going to bring my tape measure, yeah. <laughs> Cloth. Yeah. <laughs> bring, bring your 36-inch measure net. I'm going to swim out to the ladder. See if you've got a grill. Take a grill and measure your fish on a grill. <laughs> Just take to. a float tube with you to get out to the ladder and back. That's a good idea. <laughs> So, all right, well, uh, a couple more things. We're going to wrap this up and get out of you guys' hair. Yeah, uh, you know, like we always do, we close it out on a, on a high note, on a uh, plethora of information. So don't forget, we've got the Trout Porn Instagram, Trout Porn Nation. Don't, uh, don't forget to tag us in that. Trout Porn Twitter, which is at Trout Porn. We have the trout porn podcast which you are now currently listening to which is available on itunes it is available on stitcher it is available on podcast addict and soon as i get the go-ahead from google it will be in the google play store Uh oh so that might make it a little easier for everybody spreading it out yeah Cool. We've got the uh, trout book, the uh, trout book, trout book, trout book faith porn page. <laughs> <laughs> trout book. We've got the trout porn Facebook page, which is trout porn. We've got the world leaderboard, which is the trout porn world leaderboard. That's the private group that uh, all the shenanigans go down in. And we keep saying it. We need to have a meeting on it. Trout porn magazine this winter. <laughs> Let's coming, hope. Coming to your newsstands. Let's hope. Execute. Yes, yeah, so. All right, guys, I think we got this one in the books. You guys have a good night, and um, till next time. Peace out. Take it easy.